Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. So, welcome to yet another DYOR episode. And today we just want to talk about Fountain, which is built on the Lightning Network. So, today I'm joined by Nick, all the way from Fountain, and uh, I'll just let him introduce himself. Let's get this conversation going about the Lightning Network and uh, what they've, uh, the innovations that they've come up with. So, Hey, thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm the co-founder of Fountain, which is a podcast app um, that's built on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Uh, We launched the podcast app in July of 2021. And uh, I suppose what differentiates us from other podcast apps you might be familiar with, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., Uh, is that we've integrated payments within the listening experience. And what that means is that you can support podcasts, um, you know, the creators behind your favorite podcast, the the show hosts and their guests, um, directly as you're listening to the podcast from the actual podcast player. And like we've mentioned, we've integrated Bitcoin Lightning into this. So the payments that you send are sats, small units of Bitcoin called sats. And... um, yeah, with the whole concept really is is called value for value, which is the idea that if you're getting value from a piece of content, such as content from a podcast, that you can actually return some value back to the creator. And I suppose that what this addresses is the fact that a lot of the um, monetization tools available to content creators in the modern day are really revolving around advertising and we kind of get used to the fact that as listeners or as as consumers of content that we just accept the fact that content is going to have advertising in it because creators need to earn their money that way and value for value kind of is a challenge to that um it also works complementary to advertising so as a podcast creator you can you can earn money from value for value and advertising but for creators, it also gives them a certain freedom in the sense that they no longer have to fully rely on advertising and can instead just focus on creating value for their audience um, who will return the, the value by sending Bitcoin uh, over the Lightning Network. Yeah, um, this is really amazing innovation. Uh, I was just wondering if we could probably delve into uh, this innovation of uh, Bitcoin Lightning Network. Could you shed more light on on this? Yeah, so I'm sure most of you are going to be familiar with Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin is the you know monetary asset, um, it, but, but then you have the Lightning Network, which is the second layer uh, of the Bitcoin network. So rather than transactions happening on the blockchain, they happen off chain on the Lightning Network, and what the Lightning Network allows you to do is to make payments um, with very low fees, um, very quickly um, to anyone in the world. And this is really how Bitcoin, the Bitcoin network is going to scale um, by enabling these peer-to-peer payments. And we've seen a lot of innovation happening on the Lightning Network just because it allows us to make money completely programmable. Uh, and what I mean by that is that you know, you can send microtransactions, um, multi-directional um, to anyone in the world. And you like, for example, one of the ways you can support a podcast 
in Fountain is that you can actually stream money, i.e. like send small payments for every minute you listen. And if you think about you know, how this would be done on fiat payment rails, if you were going to use you know, PayPal or Apple Pay, it just simply wouldn't work. Um, the Lightning Network allows us to do much more with money that wasn't possible before. And that is allowing us to make these amazing new experiences on Lightning. Um, Fountain is one great example of that. Um, but there's a ton of other, um, particularly apps, who are using Lightning Network. Um, so gaming apps, um, for example, there's an app called Zebedee where you can earn Bitcoin by playing games. Um, you know, these are really good examples of applications built on Lightning. And um, we're seeing, you know, rapid growth in the Lightning Network um, for countries like El Salvador, who have already adopted a Bitcoin standard. The Lightning Network is used, um, you know, day in, day out to uh, process payments between uh, consumers, between vendors, uh, to send money to each other. Um, it really just uh, brings the whole um, Bitcoin economy together. Okay, so what I understand from this is that uh, before people used to argue, argue that uh, Bitcoin is, is not scalable, but now uh, the innovation of the Lightning Network kind of uh, makes makes this possible. So what this means is that now, right now, Bitcoin is scalable and it can the Lightning Network allows a lot of innovation. And uh, just to make the makers understand more, how, how what do you mean by when you say that the Lightning Network does not happen on the blockchain? Yeah, so if you were going to make an on-chain Bitcoin transaction, mm -hmm. uh, for example, if you were going to be purchasing Bitcoin on an exchange uh, or selling Bitcoin on an exchange, um, all the, the transactions are happening on the blockchain, which means that uh, each block has to get verified, it has to process, there's a transaction time associated with it, and you would have seen also in May that there was a massive backlog uh, in the number of transactions happening on the blockchain and this drastically impacted um, you know the delay in payment times and also uh, created very high fees and that's the beauty of the lightning network is because um, you have the ability to send payments instantly and with no fees uh, so there's a I suppose a difference there um, from on-chain you know I think also building on the Lightning Network gives uh, software developers a lot more flexibility to be able to uh, integrate payments into apps in an easy way. I mean, in integrating uh, on-chain payments uh, into an app like Fountain wouldn't really make sense, but the Lightning Network makes all these things possible. Yeah, and uh, Fountain is a really good example of, of, of uh some of the innovations happening on the Lightning Network. So, uh, just to talk about how Fountain works. So how, how can a listener or a contributor kind of uh, boost, boost uh, shows in the, in the app? Yeah, so first I'll just talk about um, the podcasters, because I think the podcasters are going to be, you know, instrumental to Fountain's growth. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, what we want to see is podcasters um, 
telling their audiences to come and listen on the fountain because they can support their podcast there uh, and you know drive more valuable engagement uh, is in they can interact with other users they can create clips um, you know they can really just be part of a community which didn't really exist in podcasting apps until now so as a podcaster when you uh, like all the podcasts are already on fountain so there's over four million podcasts on fountain as a podcaster all you have to do is create a fountain account uh, you can download fountain on uh, Apple or Android um, through the the app stores and when you create a fountain account we give you a fountain wallet uh, which is a lightning wallet that's built into the fountain app and all you have to do as a podcaster is then go and find your show and there's a very simple claim process just for us to be able to verify that you are the owner of that podcast feed once we verified your identity um, that show is now connected to your wallet so you can now receive payments um, from fountain users um, and users of any other podcasting apps that support this sort of lightning specification and there's I think nine or ten apps now which now support these uh, streaming and boosting payments so that's how it works with the podcaster as a listener uh, similarly you know when you create a fountain account we give you a lightning wallet and you have a couple of different options to be able to fund your account and uh, start supporting podcasts the first thing is you can use your bank card so you can actually buy bitcoin buy sats inside the fountain app and top up your wallet like that um, just for a reference like one dollar is around three thousand five hundred sats currently uh, obviously the value changes every day with the price of bitcoin um, but you'll notice that all the the currency denominations in the app are in sats so that definitely takes some getting used to but you can buy some sats in the app um, if you already have some bitcoin you have some sats on uh, a lightning wallet uh, like sparrow wallet or wasabi wallet or strike uh, all of these different bitcoin wallets or support lightning you can just create an invoice from fountain and top up from your external lightning wallet and then you have sats in your fountain wallet so once you've got some sats uh, like I said, you've already got the option to stream uh, stats to the podcast. So if the podcast has been claimed on Fountain, you just play it like you would normally. You choose how many sats you want to send per minute. Um, the minimum is 10 sats per minute, which is a really small amount. But over the course of like an hour, that's like 15 cents. Um, so you can stream. And that's a really easy way just to support the podcast uh, without really having to do anything. You know, the payments are just happening automatically in the background as you're listening and then the other way you can support is by sending a boost the boost is basically just a comment with a payment attached to it and we display boosts uh, in the app uh, like just like comments so on the episode page for the episode you're listening to on the show page and people are often using boost just to like say hey thanks so much for the great episode i really learned a lot and thank you for uh, for everything you do there's also a lot of conversation between different fountain users about the, the episode itself. So it's discussing um, the different uh, subjects that were discussed. And there's also like a social layer to fountain, right? So if you're following another fountain user, you will see their boosts on your timeline, on your fountain discover feed. Uh, and the reason for this is because we think that the act of making a small payment to a podcaster to a creator 
is a really strong signal that the content is worth listening to because you've actually parted with some value yourself. Um, and if we can use that signal to drive discovery, that's really powerful because typically, how do you guys find out about new podcasts? Probably like one of your friends has told you about a podcast they've been listening to, uh, or you've read something on the internet or in a newspaper about a podcast, uh, or potentially, you know, Apple or Spotify has suggested a certain podcast to you. Now, that all works, um, but I think the thing to be uh, aware of is that a lot of these recommendations from podcasts, they're often driven by um, editorial decisions, they're driven by brand partnerships, uh, and they're driven by algorithms. And actually, there's nothing purer than somebody who you know, someone you respect, one of your friends, one of your peers, supporting a podcast, you seeing the payment to that podcast and thinking, okay, well, maybe I should go check that episode out. So that's that's why Fountain um, is, is more than just supporting podcasts, but actually really being able to discover podcasts worth supporting, finding the next thing you want to listen to. Mm -hmm. And um, um, about that, I just wanted to a bit more clarification on the on the wallets because you said that um, once someone creates um, an account in the Fountain app, it automatically it automatically comes with a wallet, uh, the Bitcoin wallet. But now uh, you are talking about some of the external wallets. So let's say probably um, I wanted to know the best. Uh, wallets that I can use to own my stats and then on that also um, for instance I had some stats in another wallet so how can I just instead of buying how can I just transfer them to now into the fountain app in built wallets to probably boost my uh, boost a podcaster that I found his or her content kind of valuable to me. Yeah, so Lightning wallets allow you to send and receive Bitcoin over the Lightning network. Um, the most popular wallets out there, uh, well, in the US at least, is, is probably Cash App. So as you know, some of you may know, um, Cash App is, uh, you know, it does a lot of things. It allows you to buy stocks, buy Bitcoin, uh, use it as savings, use it to pay people. You can pay people in dollars or you can pay people in Bitcoin. Um, and so you can send and receive money that way. And the way that the Lightning Network works is you have two apps that are talking to each other. One app is saying, um, I want you to pay me this amount of money. And then the other app is saying, okay, um, here's the money you've asked for. So what you would do in Fountain is you go to your wallet, you would press deposit, you would choose the amount, let's say, um, 10,000 sats, which is around $3. Uh, and then you would create an invoice. And that invoice, what it looks like is just a, a string of letters, um, or they can just give you a QR code. And then from your other app, let's use Cash App as the example here, you would just be able to paste the code that Fountain generates, open Cash App or whichever Lightning wallet you're using, and it will acknowledge that. Um, Nikon Fountain has requested 10,000 sats and will allow you to pay that, just in the same way that you know sending a PayPal request works, really. Um, or you can just scan the QR code and it will work that way as well. So I've mentioned Cash App as one example. Um, and particularly like if we look at Africa, um, the Lightning Network is really still building momentum over there. Um, 
There are a number of different wallets now you can use in Africa to send and receive Bitcoin. Um, the ones that I'm aware of are Strike, uh, Zebedee, I think Sparrow Wallet also uh, works in Africa. So check out these apps. Um, maybe you can include a link to these apps in the, uh, in the show notes description um, and, and, and start to get familiar with Lightning because, yeah, like I said, um, as Bitcoin starts to become uh, more widely adopted, uh, particularly by vendors and, and trainers, you can start paying for things like pizzas, coffees, skateboards with, with Bitcoin Lightning. Um, and it kind of works very similar to how you would pay with just with your contactless card, right? You can just tap um, from your Lightning wallet and pay very, very easily. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, even around here, there's some, uh, there's some shops that allow payment in Bitcoin. And just like you've said, uh, uh, transactions over the Bitcoin network sometimes can be kind of slow or, or maybe expensive. So the adoption of the Lightning Network, I think it will, it will even make uh, transactions faster and cheaper. And this can also make uh, adoption of, of, of transactions using the Bitcoin a bit faster and more acceptable even in these other parts of, of, of the world. So yeah, it's something that we need to evangelize out there about the Bitcoin network. And I'm happy that you're you're you are showing you are showing the audience a lot more about what can be done in the Lightning Network. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Lightning Network is still relatively new. The the white paper was only written in 2016, uh, and I think it was maybe 2018 that the first transaction was made over Lightning. So it's still very new. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm based in London, and adoption of Bitcoin here compared to some of the bigger cities in the US is still very small, quite limited. Um, but I think that we'll start to see people um, become wiser to the opportunities that Bitcoin gives them, um, particularly you know, traders, people who run shops, cafes, restaurants, etc. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's certain fees uh, that apply to receiving payments over Visa and um, other ways that you can receive payments on fiat payment rails. And um, really, the Bitcoin Lightning Network gives people freedom, gives people freedom and it allows transactions to happen, um, as, you know, as quickly as they happen um, over Visa networks. Um, but with with lower fees in some instances. And uh, I also have um, something that I need to ask you about about the fountain app. Right now, we you just incentive or rather the app allows incentivization in in, in Lightning. Are there some future maybe plans or innovations to to incorporate? maybe other kinds of crypto payments or it's just built on the Lightning Network as of now? Yeah, we, I mean, we believe that um, Bitcoin is going to be the cryptocurrency that outlasts all the others and that it's one that has the most sound, you know, monetary philosophy uh, and we think it's going to have the, um, the biggest impacts around the, um, around the world. That's why we chose Bitcoin to power the payments uh, in Fountain. Uh, I think we'll, we'll stick to that decision um, because we're very confident uh, in the direction that Bitcoin is heading. Um, 
And yeah, I think just one thing to mention as well is that I talked about different ways to top up your, your Lightning wallet. And when we first started Fountain, we did see that there was um, <clears throat> some challenges there because not everyone has Bitcoin. You know, not everyone um, is familiar with Lightning Wallet, knows how to buy Bitcoin, send sats over the Lightning Network. Um, and, and people, some people were reluctant to, to buy Bitcoin just for the purpose of, you know, supporting a podcast. Um, which is why last June, I think it was, we launched a new feature on Fountain called Listen to Earn. And you mentioned already just then just, you know, the incentives. And Listen to Earn, what that enables is for a listener to start listening to podcasts in Fountain and simply earning sats for every minute they spend listening to a podcast. So every day on Fountain, uh, you can go onto the app. Most days you'll be able to earn uh, sats just for your first hour of listening to any of your favorite podcasts. Um, this is pretty cool because it means that you don't have to actually have any Bitcoin to start supporting podcasts. You can earn some just by listening and then have that first experience of supporting a podcast. Uh, and we think this is really important. You know, if we think this whole concept of value for value and supporting content creators using Bitcoin is going to scale globally, we need to make it more accessible and break down some of the barriers that exist towards, um, you know, the mainstream consumer uh, adopting this and trying it out for the first time. So you can earn money from listening to podcasts. You can also earn money by listening to ads. So. Um, we work with a number of different Bitcoin companies uh, to promote their products and services through Fountain. And they've placed ads, not actually within the podcast themselves, but or just on the main, um, you know, the homepage in the app. So every day you'll see a, what we call a promotion from a different company. You can listen to it and you'll earn sats for every second you listen. And I think this is cool because, like I mentioned before, advertising has kind of become the necessary evil uh, in the relationship between creators uh, and their audiences. Um, and finally, now, listeners are actually rewarded for their time and attention versus having their time and attention packaged up and sold to advertisers without their consent. So it's a much more equitable model that puts the listener first and, again, just allows them to earn Bitcoin that they can then use to start supporting podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and then the final way that you can earn on Fountain I've already mentioned briefly clips, but um, this is an important point because I think there's so many podcasts out there and there's so many li so, so little time to be able to go and discover them all that if there was an easy way just to be able to create a short clip of a podcast and share it with someone else uh, so they get to hear that key soundbite that you heard that really resonated with you, that's a massive factor in driving podcast discovery. and. We've seen podcast clips, you know, in short form, really proliferate podcasting around the world. Everyone knows who Joe Rogan is, and a lot of people will have discovered Joe Rogan or be familiar with his podcast because of the short clips that circulate on Twitter, on TikTok, uh, and the clips that he posts on YouTube. So we believe in short format really being beneficial, and that's uh, why, as you know, as a listener, you can create clips on Fountain. In a really easy way, we give you a transcript of the podcast, so a text version of the podcast, break it down into blocks, you can choose the blocks you want, and then create a clip just by essentially editing text in the same way you would edit a document. You can edit the audio, pull a clip together very quickly, and share it with other people.
And when other people like your clips, uh, you get paid. So they can pay you sats um, for, for the clips you create. Why? Because we think that actually, you know, finding knowledge, you know, buried deep in podcasts and sharing with others is a really valuable service. And if, if one of my clips helped you discover a podcast and you went ahead and listened to that podcast and started, you know, listening to it and following it longer term, I've created some value for you. Um, so if you like, you can reward me for that. For that. Um, I also mentioned the boost as well. And if you send a boost, uh, which as we know, is just a comment. If someone likes your comment in the same way that they would do on like Twitter or Facebook, they can pay you sats by hitting the like button. And I think that's pretty cool because I, I think every everyone really who's using a social media app is <clears throat> is kind of a, a creator in, in, in their own right. Um, you know, they're posting tweets, they're sending videos, they're creating memes, whatever it is they're doing, that's ultimately providing value for other people. And currently the only way to um, send that value or to express value or appreciation for some content that someone else has created is by pressing the like button. But what does that do uh, apart from make the person think, oh, okay, cool, I just got a like, so what? Um, it's much more powerful if you can actually receive money for your contributions to social platforms, which we consider Fountain to be. Um, and it also really incentivizes the uh, you know, higher quality of content being created and shared on the platform, um, which which really just makes a fountain a, a a better a better experience for for the wider user base. That was really uh, insightful. Um, I've learned uh, a few tips from you on how to kind of broadcast or rather make your podcast being known to the world. Uh, are there any other tips that you could probably have for? podcast creators out here, apart from the creation of short clips to escalate what they're doing? Yeah, so I think, you know, for any podcaster out there who's trying to grow their audience and you know, build more valuable relationships with their listeners, I would definitely consider Fountain and Value for Value as a model to help you drive that monetization and engagement for your audience. I've already explain the steps on how to claim your show on Fountain. It's very, very simple. Um, the first step or first tip I would give is once you've claimed your show, make sure you let your listeners know. Um, you'd be surprised how many podcasters claim their show on Fountain and just expect people to start paying them without having communicated anything. So what we typically see is podcasters, you know, at the beginning or the end of every episode, just mentioning, um, you know, this podcast is uh, supported by um, Bitcoin Lightning payments. You don't actually have to mention Bitcoin. You could just say you can support the, the show uh, through Fountain and other podcasting 2.0 apps. And I think it's just important to explain why would listeners support the show, that the reasons are going to be different for every podcast creator, but, you know, some of those reasons might be it helps me just kind of keep the, keep the show going. Um, it helps me cover my costs. It helps me, um, you know, stay motivated to keep creating content for you guys. And I think it's important too, just to explain very concisely how to start supporting the show, which is download Fountain, create a Fountain account, top up your wallet, and then stream sats or send a boost. Um, and like I mentioned too, I think it's really important to communicate to your audience that 
supporting the podcast not only means you're sending me money, but it also helps me grow the podcast and get more people to start listening. So that would be my first tip. Um, <clears throat> my other tip is it's, I think, what makes the podcast experience a bit more interactive because podcast typically is just a conversation between two people or one person talking. And that's an amazing format for you know, uh, being able to engage deeply with content and build a connection with the people you're listening to. But having some sense of audience involvement is is really beneficial because it makes listeners feel part of the community. So typically what we see podcasters doing now who are really invested in Fountain is they'll read out the boost messages on every episode. So they'll look at the previous episode um, and they'll just highlight maybe the top three by value, uh, read out who the boost was from, how much they sent, and the comment. And this is really good because it incentivizes other people to start supporting. Um, just being acknowledged by the podcaster is uh, a big motivating factor uh, in, in supporting. And it also creates a, a sense of like fear of missing out. You know, you want to be involved in this because you want to be part of the community. Um, so yeah, those are my two tips. Um, you know, communicate it to your audience very clearly at the start and end of every episode and engage with your listeners, read out their boost comments. And I think just to add one more to that as well, I mentioned clips too, but clips are a really great way of driving discovery of the podcast through short format. So what I would do uh, on Fountain is whenever I release a new episode, I would listen back to that episode once it's been um, published on Fountain, and I would just maybe choose one, two, three sound bites from that podcast, give them an appropriate title, and post them on Fountain. Uh, because it's going to help people discover that new episode. The other thing as well, you can also export your clips from Fountain as videos, which you can send on social media. So it will create like a nice little video with your episode artwork, uh, the clip title, um, and it will show you also the subtitles for what's being said on that clip. So you could just post that on Twitter, on Instagram, or TikTok, wherever you're kind of promoting your podcast and announcing new, new episodes. Um, it's a great way to, to I suppose, just create anticipation uh, and drive interest in the new episode you're creating. Yeah, and apart from that, I've also gathered um, some vital information from what you were explaining. You, you also said that uh, Fountain also allows uh, listeners to, to earn, not just from listening to other podcasts, but uh, also listening to some ads from other companies that uh, let me say, tip you for listening to their adverts, which is really a really amazing point that maybe you were talking about as a by the way, but I think is a, is a really important aspect in, in the app. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, we want to create a, a an experience an app that is rewarding for users. You know, it's quite easy to think about the apps that you use every single day, whether that's, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, the amount of time that you spend on these apps uh, and the amount of attention that you give to these apps. And you really get nothing back in return other than, you know, just like a dopamine hit when someone likes your content. And we think that, Ultimately, your content 
is is worth more than that. You know, your time and your attention on these platforms is worth more. And we acknowledge that you could be listening on other apps like Spotify or Apple. So giving people an incentive to earn money um, just really gives them a, a more rewarding experience that makes them feel like a valued user. And I think that's really important. Yeah, it's really, um, it's a really, uh, how can I say, a motivation kind of uh, aspect. And are there some other probably partnerships that Fountain has? I know it's still a young uh, app, but are there some partnerships that Fountain have with other probably companies or, or, or maybe can we look? forward to some future kind of partnerships from other companies or individuals to to boost this amazing uh, innovation yeah we um, we recognize that partnership and collaboration is going to be key to not just the growth of fountain but the growth of Bitcoin and, and the growth of this new concept of value for value um, so we've got many different partnerships. I suppose the, the main one worth me mentioning right now is our partnership with Zebedee. <laughs> so Zebedee is a Bitcoin gaming app um, that actually manages all the payment infrastructure at Fountain. So when you create a Lightning wallet on Fountain, um, it's actually a, a Zebedee wallet and they manage all the payments for us make it really simple. Uh, so that's a really important partnership for, for us. Um, we also have several other partnerships through the promotions, the ads we have, in the app, a few more other kind of marketing partnerships. Uh, we have one with BitRefill, whereby um, if you send a boost on Fountain, the top three boosts every single week by value, uh, win a BitRefill gift card. So little things like this, which um, allow us to get the message out and tell the message in, in new and exciting ways. I think that looking ahead in the future, um, there's going to be some really important partnerships required. Uh, both within the podcasting space and, and the wider space. If we think about podcasting, making sure that we're working with um, the podcast hosting companies, um, they're really important in being able to, uh, you know, deliver uh, content and features uh, for podcasters across the ecosystem. And then I think, yeah, looking a bit further in the future, you know, Fountain's really started with podcasts. But we really think the concept of value for value also applies to other content mediums as well. So that might include audiobooks, that might include music. Um, you know, these are both two mediums that we're planning to integrate in the next year. And certainly there's going to be a few partnerships required to, um, to make that work. But really for us, the most important, important partnerships are with the creators themselves. Um, we're a creator-focused company. Uh, we exist to to help creators um, monetize their content, um, build relationships with their fans that weren't possible before. And ultimately, we know as well that they have many different options for different companies they can work with in this space. They could be working with Patreon. Um, they could be working with advertisers. Um, there's different solutions out there. And we want to be the solution that really makes sense. Yeah, value for value. So, so you've also talked about some of your future plans that you you, you aim to incorporate in, in in Fountain. 
but I'm really excited about all this and probably uh, um, in the future I might I'll invite you to talk about uh, uh, most of the future plans that you will have uh, achieved during that period of time. So um, I guess we've talked about much of, 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 of uh, what Fountain is doing, not just to, to the listeners, but also to the podcasters out here, and uh, also about how we can, podcasters can host their, their podcasts in your show. And the numerous amazing uh, features that are in the in the fountain app. So just to wind up this this conversation, um, is there anything else that probably we can look forward to um, in the future, or probably some other upcoming amazing features that we should keep an eye out for? I think probably the first thing to come is going to be the integration of music into Fountain. Um, so you'll be able to support your favorite artists, um, their latest tracks in the same way that you support podcasts on Fountain. So by streaming sats for every minute you listen or by sending a boost. Um, this is going to be really cool because there's actually already quite a lot of music that, that exists on Fountain because you can publish music to an RSS feed, which is how podcasts are distributed. Um, via, you know, you upload your podcast to a hosting platform and then that sends it out to all the different podcast apps. You could always just upload music as well. Um, but we'll, we will be having a more bespoke experience for music in Fountain, um, which is great because if you think about, you know, how much you love like your favorite artist or your favorite album of all time, um, you know, there's certainly a lot of value that you've got from that over the years and Fountain will just now give you a way to repay that, but then also rediscover what other people, um, what music other people that uh, you're already connected with are listening to. So uh, yeah, that's one to, to look out for. But yeah, I would just say, you know, if you're if you're new to Fountain um, and you're, you, you're interested in what you've heard today, um, you can check out more at fountain.fm. Uh, you can also find the Fountain podcast app on the App Store and the Google Play Store. You can download the app for free. We give you a wallet. You can get started really easily. Um, there's also some FAQs on our website where you can just learn a little bit more about how to get started. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Um, hopefully, it gives you a, um, a new perspective on, on what a podcast app can be. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone that we will listen to this will uh, probably enjoy every every feature in your app just like i discovered it and uh, it's a really cool feature and could also probably drop your social media handles also so for the listeners who would like to follow up on on fountain.app cool yeah thanks a lot for having me on um it's been a pleasure talking to you yeah uh, I hope to see you into the next future episodes to talk more about Fountain.app. So I'm just going to drop uh, uh, the links to your social media and uh, also the other features that you talked about. And uh, it was a pleasure hosting you and uh, looking forward to, to the next one. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, goodbye. And uh, I'm going to, of course, host this. 
informative. So all of you listeners out there, you just find this amazing episode uh, on the Fountain app, listening in, and who knows, you might earn some sats. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone, and looking forward to the next show. Cool. Did you get everything you needed there?